Anchor.fm is the best podcast streaming platform and hosting platform out there on the internet. Everything's free uh, to upload, free to download, free to listen. Uh, They give you an ad right off the rip for you to make sure uh, that you're making some money. Uh, But the big thing, it's free. You can edit it right through the right through the app itself Um, it's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one place Um, but the big thing is you got to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today all right welcome to the the comedy mushroom cult podcast we've already been talking for too long uh it's ray roberts joe briggs uh raj suresh uh how did you forget every fucking name Huh? <laughs> you forgot it. You were like, it's uh oh shit, who is it? And you forgot your name and then stumbled through the rest of the names. <laughs> He's like, it's uh, a guy one, there's another guy, there's three guys of some kind. Dude, fuck off, all right. I'm not gonna have the we own this so we can do whatever we want conversation with the people we own this with, all right? <laughs> if it worked right, we'd be all famous and we wouldn't. Like we wouldn't have to chase down illustrious guests like Raj to get on this for a whole. That's week. not how this worked. I, I literally reached out to you guys and I was like, "This is hilarious. Can I be in this? Like, what's up?" You didn't reach you out didn't to you guys. To you might have reached out to Joe. I reached out to reach Joe out to and me. he's like, "Yeah, he's like, we're pretty busy. Like, are you free next month?" And I was like, "Who? What? Like, your fucking Patreon's blowing up. Like, help me out here. Why can't hey, I get How many? How many week? people do you have on your Patreon, Raj? I have no patrons at all. So all right, there you, you know, go. Hurts. Yeah, well, that's a good. Also, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I thought for a second you meant you were in town, and I mixed it up with the Winchester. That's why I said next month because I'm just an idiot. Yeah. Oh, so oh, I'm in Cleveland, but let's meet up 30 days from now. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So we were talking about the American Dream. Uh, let's start with with uh with Joe Briggs. Joe, what kind of truck did you get? Uh, uh, I got a Tacoma. Nice. What year? 2020. Oh. What what company makes it? Toyota. Toyota. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I just never imagined a truck named Tacoma being made by Japanese people. Yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, it's it's like like a the United States yeah. of America. It's almost extra American, you know? It's they like... Try- I used to work for Toyota and like they lean heavy into like all the trucks being made in America. So like they probably and like the ranch that it was made on, like the Tundra and the Tacoma, like it they like hardcore lean into it being all American, even though like ISIS, mm-hmm. like it's the official truck of ISIS. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's super rules. Is it wait, is it seriously? Did I just buy the official truck of ISIS? Yeah, dude. A- white Tacomas, bro. Mine's Mine, the color is cement. That's so, a good color. I don't even know what that means. They should have just said gray. Yeah, I think they go with like weird, like, I'm tired of people calling like steel gunmetal. It's not, yeah. nobody makes a fucking gun out of this. The same shit they make a, a truck out of. Or yeah. maybe they do. It's just, I don't know. I'm not in that industry. So. Dude. What, going to a dealership with my dad is probably the greatest experience in my life, though. If you ever need to buy anything, just take him with you because, like, they'll come out and they'll be like, This is our rock bottom price. And my dad will look him in their soul and just be like, Not even close. Dude, and take, like, an Indian, take an Indian person with you as soon as you walk in. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like, this fucking guy's back again. These people. Dude, literally, it was I, the I had, worst. 
Yeah, when I bought my uh, my first car, this is a piece of shit. It was a VW. It was used. The, the engine had a hole in it somehow. Like three years in, I bought it for like twelve grand. I had to like you know uh, put down all the money I had in the world, essentially like loan it, get like a loan thing, and then I, I sold it back three years later with the hole in the engine, and they didn't even know about it. They're like, "We'll give you three thousand dollars for this," and I was like, "This is great." And but even then, like my negotiation process was at least five days. And then when I bought the Camry, it was like six more. And they were like, you understand, this is as cheap as a car. <laughs> we can make this car for this price. I can't give it to you any cheaper. And I was like, well, how That's much are you the- making on it? And the guy was like $200. And I was like, yeah, so I need $200 off. So yeah, they paid me off to leave. Yeah, and uh, like- it was not to... Like, this is going to be a very Indian-heavy podcast uh, because yes. I wanted to bring up uh that when i moved into my apartment i had to text raj and be like yo i need like a crash course on indians and and dogs so that was your current your current oh, that's right yeah my current apartment um but i didn't mean for this to go indian people are are weird but like when when i sold cars like if like an older indian dude walked in you're like this is going to be an all day ordeal and yeah. you're not closing this car every single time and it's and it's not even like it was one of those obviously it's a stereotype but it wasn't one of those like unfounded ones it was like fuck yeah, every that and engineers if you got an indian engineer you're not selling a car for 3 days like it's just not going to happen what we do is we grind you down as much as we can. Then we walk over to the next dealership that sells the same car. And we're like, that guy Ray over there, after me beating the shit out of him for five days, give me this price. Do you want to beat him today without putting any of the work in? And then they're usually yeah. like, yeah, I'll match or beat. And that's it. That's how it goes. Every time. Every single time. And it was great to be the second one because they'd walk in and they'd be like, hey, this guy over here did. It's like, yeah, we can beat it by like $7. And they're like, $7 is $7, man. Like, that's my lunch. Like, here we go. You just got a sale. So, like, it was a good thing to be on the second side of it. But it was bad to be on the first side of it. You want to hey, be the second best dealership in town? The, the, funny, <laughs> the funniest thing I heard my dad ever say was during the negotiations, they were like, well, we can knock off another $400. My dad looked them straight in the face and said, what's $400? I shit $400. You think that's a deal? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and my brother was there too. And we were both like, fuck. <laughs> where, where did you oh. buy this car? Brunswick Auto Mart. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to like, if, yeah, they're fine. They're like big enough that they can suck it up. It's always funny when, yeah. yeah, like when people would come into, cause I worked at the one in Kent, I'm not going to give them free advertising, but um, like if they would come in, we'd be like, we're a one, like one store dealership. Like we're not going to do that. And then people would like leave and then they'd come back with somebody else's price and we just end up matching it anyways. But um, back to the American <laughs> dream, Raj, yeah. when are you going to be an American now that Joe Biden and uh, oh, sister Kamala is going, is there like, like an update on this? Or some shit. I don't know. I mean, this is why I don't trust the elections at all. Like, I, n- none of the choices uh, prioritize me once they're in office. Like, we're really important in the run-up, right? They get all the Indians together. They get Mindy Kaling making a couple ads. Like, shit like that happens. <laughs> but afterwards, they're just like, oh, yeah, uh, we've just got other things to deal with. So you guys could just wait in line a bit longer. So I've got, like, as it stands right now, I have probably about another 15 years to go before i become a citizen so really? yes i will probably it's going to be like one of those things where you 
you go to prison a young man and then you expect to come out an old man, but they just bury you underneath it. Like it's one of those situations. Is that something so, that you can like write your senator about and be like, yo, well, if you're in Arkansas, so you probably have two Republican senators. So they probably yeah. don't Well, care. I mean, I don't even know if you can write insofar as what I understand immigration is like a world unto itself. Like you need like Melania Trump level good looks or something, you know, in order to, you basically need to be the first lady. How, how famous do you have to get doing comedy before America is just like we want it? And then you. I mean, to, like- to give you perspective, they gen- they they when Jackie Chan applied for his visa for like Rush Hour One, I think they denied yeah. him <laughs> like the first time around. They're like, "You're not famous enough." Yeah, and then like the, the second Jackie time Chan? around, I think it worked. No, the other Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part about Sunday morning. It's always more fun when it's a little earlier and like everybody's rolled out of bed and we're like, all right, let's just fucking say some words here. Um, yeah. I just like that I made fun of you for the intro and you were like waiting to get back at me. And then I said one dumb thing and you were like, I'm going to fuck him. So at <laughs> work, we have like a, we have a board now because like, we'll just like, cause I try not to like bring comedy into like my real job because then I'll get fired. So, like, I want to, like, but people will, like, try to, like, roast me or, like, try to do stuff like that. And then I just have to be like, all right, man, like, it's going to be, it's just going to come up at some point. Like, I'm not going to be able to hold it back. So the guy who sits behind me has, like, whenever he gets me with a good one. And I'm like, all right, I can't get you back without, like, getting fired right now. So, like, make a note that the next time I get you with one, you deserved it. So now he's got, like, a little thing where when he has – when he's one up on me, he puts it up in his cubicle. So, like, when I get him just out of nowhere, he knows that it's not, like, just unfounded. It's it's retribution. So that's what that is. He has, like, a mailbox flag? Yeah, 100 you know when the mail's coming? Um. Uh, we were talking about backyard shows. When are you doing your backyard shows? What, when is this going to happen? You're like Dude, the I'm Dave Chappelle sure. of like, remember when Dave Chappelle did that block party, uh, documentary yeah. thing? Like, is that what you're trying to do at your house? I just love to have uh, a couple bangers back here. Honestly, you know, just get a couple killers and put them on stage and then get a couple, uh, just get a couple of DJs and some fire people, some fire throwers and stuff. I don't know. I just, I want to have like a backyard party. And I haven't you, had the chance to do it yet. You said fire people, and like my first thought was like, "Oh, cool! There's gonna be firemen there. Like it'll be a safe party." I don't know why. <laughs> I was like really excited. <laughs> I just I don't even know. I mean, I just want those. I want some. Uh, I I tried to have a party, but it was just me and a, and a keg. It was like a seventy dollar keg, and I was drinking it myself. <laughs> Literally sitting out here all summer doing that. And I don't even know if you should have beer out that long. It was out here for a good two weeks, and I was just drinking Blue Moon. Like three of them a day for two weeks straight. Well, at least it was cold. That's one of the cool things about kegs is like when it's cold, you can just, we bought uh, one of my bosses, we bought him like a pony keg for for Mm -hmm. Christmas. And he like just kept it on his front porch for like all of winter and just went out and just had draft beer whenever he wanted. So I think you can do it for a while. You can get away with it for sure. But I I didn't even know how to operate a keg. This is the first time I've ever had to use one because I just, you know, I think I've gone to maybe two parties in college where a keg was involved, but the rest of them were uh, run at frats and they didn't like uh, non-white. So it was mostly a foreign technology to me. 
uh, yeah, so I've discovered that $70 is the price of expensive kegged beer. And it's practically useless. It's a, as I don't know if I want to do kegs again. I'd rather just bust out liquor. I have like a whole box of Fireball. It so, has like a multi-bag pouch thing. Like, like if you like work the math, are kegs, is that cheaper than buying like the equivalent amount of beer in cans? It's, yes. In cans, it's close. In bottles, it is. Bottles are more expensive. In cans, like when you factor in like the, the tap fee and like a trash can and ice and transporting all of it like cans are just so much easier yeah but if you buy like you it's a one-time upfront cost for the for the trash can like you can get the trash can uh you can get ice i mean you buy your own tap it's like what 30 bucks and instead of like a tap fee so i mean then the next time it's way cheaper i don't have enough friends to make that kind of investment up front it's just it's been me i bought this house as the quarantine kicked off so it's been me here pretty much this whole time yeah let's let's walk through the timeline because i mean you probably (laughs) had one of the most interesting quarantines uh because you moved to new york like the week of quarantine yeah (laughs) (laughs) me and me and matt shaver matt shaver went to chicago he's like i'm doing second city and i moved to the city that never sleeps supposedly and they're like we're just gonna take like a year and a half long nap <laughs> so thanks for this brokerage fee and your first month security deposit i i ended my lease in the city like in july it was just like this is this is pointless like new york was a ghost town um and it was like nothing was going to come back i remember talking to comics that were like playing the seller they're like seller regulars and they were like, yeah, probably September this year. And I was like, man, that's a long time. And now it's like April. <laughs> so I feel like I made well, a good like, deal. When we season. moved, like we made the decision to move in February. So it was like, to we Wisconsin. Knew, yeah, to Wisconsin. But it was like Milwaukee's here. Like we're 15 minutes out of Wisconsin or out of Milwaukee. So it's like Milwaukee has mics every single night. Skyline's an hour and a half away. Madison's an hour away. And Chicago's an hour and a half away. So it's like I have four scenes in the area, um, which, I mean, it's not as active as Cleveland, I guess, right now. But, like, at the time, it was like I have four scenes as opposed to, like, one and a half hot scenes. Um, And then, like, like, you start hearing the rumblings in February of quarantine. And then, like, I I had a whole bunch of money saved up. And I was like, all right, sick. Like, maybe I will, like, take the summer. Because I had a bunch of, like, paid gigs coming up. I was like, let's see if I can make enough money to cover rent uh, this summer. And then maybe just do part-time job after we move. And then literally, Mm -hmm. like, two weeks after we decided to move, everything shut down. All of my summer ones were, like, canceled. Um, And then, like, even when I got my job here, I was like, all right, sick. The way that it's set up, they will hire you if you get in. They won't fire you for at least four months. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I will have four months to save money, and then comedy will be back. And then, like, even if I suck at this job, they'll just, like, fire me after four months. So I'll have enough money to sa- – or, like, enough time to save up. And here we are, like, eight or nine months into this job. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe maybe it'll be back in a year. Well, if either of you can get down here by the end of April, I know that some of the stuff down here is like, you know, kicking off, kicking off. But um, yeah, there's like a tiny, it's not going to cover your flight. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You'll probably lose money making the trip, but it'll be a fun weekend. Yeah, because I, I, I just started a new job, so I don't even have like vacation days for like four more months. Yeah, well, plus you went and bought a truck too, so 
I got to pay that thing off. Yeah, that was probably a dumb move, but I got excited. That's it. Dude, it's I'm bad with money. I mean, we got excited. We got to do that shit. I feel like everyone's just had like a a weird year, you know. Uh, you're, I'm seeing just a ton of people just make decisions they would have never otherwise done. Yeah, like I went and bought a fucking house. Like who, who does that? <laughs> you're telling me to pay off the truck, and you're like Casa yeah, de la Raj. Yeah, I'm over here. Yeah, well, I've learned a lot in owning a home, mostly out of like unclogged toilets and like how to kill animals that are living in the ceiling. Uh, wait so what did you do when you like lived in apartments and the toilets would get clogged you just leave just it? call a guy oh, you, you know call, you a, call guy. a guy to unclog your own toilet well something well if it's just like a plunger issue i've never had to be like a serious blockage i don't know what's up with the toilets in my house i probably gotta upgrade my toilets or just be a little less generous with the tp um or i gotta do that tushy thing that you have you know yeah get a bidet blaster. dude dude yeah, you gotta do it the, nozzle, the safety flush if you're really What's blowing it up, flush? yeah. If you're really blowing it up, you hit the flush at the halfway point. Yeah, but, but also, you know, do you have trees around your house, like big trees anywhere? No, I have one tree. Oh, because like we had that at the last apartment that we lived at. Welcome to the dad segment of this week's podcast. Oh, um, the trees but... are choking up the pipes. <laughs> yeah, like the the pipe cracked and like the tree got in there, and then they had to like clean out the pipe and like fix it. So that could have been it, or maybe your house just isn't level or something. Oh, are we doing? Are we doing dad segment? Yeah, no, we did. Dad this, segment. There was, well, there was a whole like uh, a whole bunch of Cleveland comics had like a thing like on Sunday last week where we were just chatting, and it eventually turned to how do you unclog a toilet there as well. <laughs> so what I've discovered is just I tried an auger, and then the guy was like, "This is not." I eventually had to call a plumber. He's like, "This is for like sinks," and I was like, "Well, how the fuck would I know that?" And he's like, "It says for sinks on the outside." Of it. <laughs> It was like this big. And I was like, oh, it'll work. Then I went to Dollar General and they sold me what essentially looks like a long, like comb. Looks like a piece of plastic with some hooks on it. Oh, for hair? No one tells you. It's like, if it doesn't work, what you're left with is like a shit covered stick that you have to like walk through your house to the trash can, you know? Well, you can go to home. Like if you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, you can rent like an actual snake thing for like 25 bucks, I think. Yeah, bucks. but then I got a what? So I'm renting a snake that's been down every toilet in America. <laughs> I would rather I give you gloves. <laughs> yeah, just get gloves. Yeah. Be careful. Like it's going in a toilet. It's not like going in yeah. anywhere else. This is America, <laughs> Raj. You think that the American dream is free? All right. You sometimes you got to get covered in your own shit. Yeah. The well, there is that, uh, dude. I just learned this year. All right. So like, you have to have a plumbing budget. Then you have to like pay taxes on house. It's not just like the the price of the sticker. And then you look at like how much you owe the bank. And I did the math. Basically what I paid for the house, I pay like a time and a half that if I take 30 years to pay this off. And the bank just collects all their money up front, which is bullshit. Um, yeah. And then, uh, then I got in on the stock, the stock wave with everybody else. And that's another quagmire because you get your money from your employer, which is taxed. And then you put it into the market at great risk to yourself. And if it makes any money, that also gets taxed. And so I'm just very, I'm turning Republican is what I've realized. I'm starting to talk about my lawn a lot. Uh, I'm doing woodworking shit on the side. I live in, I live in the whitest neighborhood possible. <laughs> One of the dudes that broke into the Capitol literally lives five minutes away from here. No shit. <laughs> yeah, his, his name's Big O. He lives in Gravit. Gravit is literally where I buy like wood for like projects. So... Yeah, 
a lot of Confederate flags in this area. <laughs> I love that you moved from Cleveland to New York City, and then when you moved back to Arkansas, you're like, I think I'm turning Republican. Yeah, well, I don't know what it is, man. I don't think I'm turning Republican. I just I know that like this, these are the early days for my people in this area, so we have to like blend in a little bit. <laughs> you know, I have to ask like the next door neighbors. I have to, you know, you do nice things sometimes. So I just asked to borrow the guy's angle grinder. I didn't really need it, but I was just yeah. like, hey, man, like, you know, and then we talked about like what his favorite brand is and all that for like 20 minutes. I did help some people shovel out of their driveway the other day. That's I have like a snow shovel from living in Cleveland. And they were just like, whoa, this is the one guy in Arkansas that has one of these. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think about it. So wait, does it not snow there like at all? It barely snows here. When it dumps here, like we are usually incapacitated for days on end. That's actually pretty sweet, though. I wish that would happen up here. We don't have a snowplow budget in the south. That's so it is what it is. And then, like, I don't. Okay, so explain this to me. Why the fuck? I like how my lawn looks. It's got all kinds of weeds in it, apparently, but they're nice colors. They're better than the grass. The grass is the shit part. The grass is all brown. Everything that's supposed to be terrifying is like lush green or purple. So you know. Didn't you post that on Instagram like yesterday? Yeah, I was very confused. And one yeah. dude was like, I think we've just been trained to hate it. Like, he's like, well, this stuff will kill your grass. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? It looks better than the grass. Yeah, there's like, like a big have, like, online. Well, there's a big online movement to like get rid of grass. Like I saw not a big online movement, but it's like hippie movement or like weird, like communist people who are like grass is a big waste of spots to like grow tomatoes in your own food and it's like yeah but walmart also exists so can we just have a nice lawn you go to walmart for tomatoes no i don't yeah, i, I don't walmart shop at walmart but wait why I, would you not eat a walmart tomato oh, is it is it like great value tomato it's, I don't know who makes it. It's, it's the biggest tomato I've ever seen for the lowest price. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm not even Republican sure Raj is like all about the deal on tomatoes. Here. He's like, I paid too many taxes for my tomatoes to be small. Well, this is Walmart. Like Walmart's global headquarters is in this city. That's why oh, there's any, any minorities. But there's like jobs and stuff here because of that. Like that's why people... I think that are not from Arkansas live here. That's why eventually that's the first time I came here was because of that. There was like jobs here. How come it's so also I, like how, the, oh, sorry. Like what? How come you move like so when you decided you were gonna leave New York, how come you went back to Arkansas? Well, I went to um Atlanta for a little bit and then oh, Cleveland okay. as yeah. well. And then I finally went on my way back here because like the real estate market here is doing really well. And mm -hmm. so I like know I know this city and I kind of know what the neighborhoods are like and you know where things are developing and it's gotten so expensive in the center of town that i can't like reasonably justify like the pricing yeah. that kind of feels a little bubblish so that's why i live in an area where you know like domestic terrorists also live. <laughs> so uh does yeah that push property just, values up or down in the south does what does what go up does living with a, around a domestic terrorist, does that push the property values up or down? Because I could see it, it going either way. It means that the values are relatively low, but then like you get like one Indian and then two, and then pretty soon the whole neighborhood is brown. <laughs> and it's like zero crime, high literacy. It's all these immigrants that, like the United States immigration process 
is is really strict if you if you look at it that's why every indian you meet is either like a doctor scientist like a stem stem worker of some kind because that's where the labor shortage in america is so if you want to come in here you have to be one of those people it's not like all indians just love this line of work it's just what the like the the dragnet creates um so and as a result like indian centric neighborhoods i think tend to appreciate and value yeah all right even oh go ahead I would say even like back in like the sixties, like my that's when my dad came to the U.S. from Yugoslavia, and they they had to like chill in Salzburg for like three years because they couldn't get in. And like the embassy well, that's was always in like they Austria. always it's it's like a weird like way to phrase it, but they always send like one or two families, and then it's like all right, this is where everybody lives. Like in Streetsboro, like there's just like a yeah. random like a random like African American neighborhood because it was like people moved from Cleveland to that like that neighborhood in Streetsboro because they're like, "All right, this is a pretty cool neighborhood. We're just all going to move here." And same yeah, thing like, like in Waukesha, there's like a whole bunch of like Ecuadorians here. Like and it's just like one family moved up here and then they're like, "All right, everybody seems to be pretty cool." And then like there's just like a whole Ecuadorian neighborhood and it's just it like just random pockets of like actual culture and like weird white spots that's literally lakewood was like slavic people there was like a couple like my dad's uncle moved here first and then everyone else was like that seems like a pretty cool place to go and they just have you guys seen the devil of seven hills or whatever that that thing is on netflix the devil of seven yeah that's like dude that's like three streets away from where i grew up Great. Seven Hills is right next to Parma, where I grew up. Yeah. So the Nazis. Yeah, so now I don't feel so bad. You're like, why would you settle in Arkansas? Well, there were Nazis living in Cleveland as well. Let's <laughs> let's put this into perspective. I mean, there's Nazis everywhere. Have you guys seen? Um, God, what was the fucking show? It was on Amazon, like right when um, quarantine started. It's like off the comic book. Um, fuck. It's like the, the guys who are like the Nazi hunters, like they're, it's like a Jewish squad of Nazi hunters. Oh, it's literally called hunters, dude. Hunters. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Sorry. But like, that was like the whole point of that show. And it's like a real thing, like where they just like went around and like found all the Nazis that like we basically paid to come to our country and like run the country for us. Like your boy from NASA, um, like NASA was like run by Nazis. That's how we got to the moon. Yeah, th- what's his name? Otto Van something. Bronner? Warner Von Braun. Yeah. I knew it. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I, agree. I was agreeing with you. I was like, that he got it. Remember that Jake Gyllenhaal movie, like where they're in the middle of nowhere making rockets and his like hero is Warner Von Braun. And then like you grow up and you're like, oh shit, like Jake Gyllenhaal was just like a super big Nazi <laughs> sympathizer through that whole movie. I'm hey, pretty speaking sure of Gyllenhaal's so I went, I went online because I was watching The Dark Knight Rises, and I was like, surely I'm not the only person with the opinion that Maggie Gyllenhaal is fucking terrible in this movie. Like, they could have cast the anybody out. She's so bad. Katie Holmes was way better. Katie Holmes was not great. They said, you know how yeah. we can make this better? Put somebody worse in this role. It's, yeah. They could have literally gone with anybody else. I would have taken... I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd have taken Tim Dillon in that role. <laughs> I'm not a Katie Holmes fan, and she was way better than Maggie Gyllenhaal in that role. But yeah, she wasn't anyway. good. It just really annoyed me that, like, such a great movie with arguably, like, a pretty good cast. Aaron Eckhart is kind of cringy at moments. Yeah. Christian Bale with that voice was a little whatever. Keith Ledger kills it. 
And then Maggie Gyllenhaal is like, why are you in this? Like, none of but this even, is believable. Even Gary Oldman kills it as commissioner. Yeah, Gary Oldman is great. Yeah. Well, Some the worst part is, like, even know British. every Maggie Gyllenhaal, like, she's a good actress. Like, she didn't hit that role. Like, she's in a Stranger Than Fiction is one of my favorite movies. And it's, like, a Maggie Gyllenhaal, like, helps carry that movie. But, like, every single time that she would be in, on screen or, like, even, like, that big one where she's, like, at the fundraiser... And the Joker's like, oh, yeah. she's so pretty. And you're like, I mean, of all the things that you can say about Maggie Gyllenhaal, <laughs> like, I don't think, wow. I don't right. think like yeah. they had to like shoe in. That's what, I wasn't going down that channel. I wasn't saying she was ugly. I was just saying that she's not. There was a there's the moment where like the the factory or whatever blows up, and she's like, hey, just listen. I just want you to know. I just need you to know. And then everything blows up, and I'm like, you got rid of the right one. Thank God she's gone. Yeah. I well, I'm not saying that she's that. ugly either. I'm just saying that it, every scene that she's in doesn't need to be a reminder that Maggie Gyllenhaal's not ugly. Like, it was every scene. They're like, <laughs> you're so pretty. And it's like, did your agent write this page of dialogue for you? Dude, dude the one thing that bothers me about, like, this is, like, about how she just is as an actress, but every time she's, like, talking... She has like puppy dog eyes. She looks like a kid that's like, "Can we please get ice cream?" In every fucking scene, and like once you notice yeah. that, it's you can't unsee it. Like she just looks her the way her face is when she's acting. She dresses man. I just I just want to know how Batman's suit armor is strong enough to stop a bullet, yet also flexible enough that they can dive eighty feet off the edge of a building and into the top of a cat, and <laughs> it completely cushions the impact of her body against his. Like, no broken ankles. Like, you landed perfectly on top of his body. Just the noise the physics of it. I just, the thing that gets me is, like, how many concussions? What? How many before he can't think straight? Yeah, it's, yeah, probably probably not many. I mean, he locked himself into a Vietnamese prison in the first movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was stealing his own company's uh, whatever goods just so he could beat up bad guys. And it's like, why did you just beat up the guys that you were stealing shit with? You know, I don't know. I, yeah, it's one of those stories me. that like and everybody wants to point out, like he's literally a billionaire who controls an entire city. And instead of like investing in any sort of like minor sort of like in infrastructure, he's like, I'm just going to spend all this money on a suit and beat up petty criminals and then wait for like one real bad guy to show up. That's that's going to be my thing. I was always just waiting for like the subplot of uh, Lucius Fox and Alfred like having a relationship. I don't know if that's in the movies, but there's a moment in one of the movies where he walks out or he walks like Batman leaves the room or Bruce Wayne, I think, leaves the room. And the one guy, Lucius, is like Alfred and Alfred's like Lucius. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, OK, I could see this going somewhere. That'd so do great. they not like each other? Do you like what is no, that like the buddy like, cop movie? You know, no, they're both helping their friend Bruce, and you know, maybe in the process of doing so, they both find things in common that they admire about each other in their joint pursuit of justice. They're part of a justice triangle that then turns into <laughs> a great relationship. I don't know why they didn't write that in. It would be a very inclusive angle that you know would also develop character arcs for older, like they're both older men that are just like in the seat of power you drop either one of these guys and batman is done for so you've seen you guys have seen the movies right 
Yeah. No, Joe. So the, the third. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> Whatever. We just did an <laughs> in-depth conversation yeah, about it for ten minutes. And then I'm like, oh, so they, they've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the at the end of the third, the last Batman movie, when like Bruce Wayne is in Paris with Catwoman, and like Alfred sees him, or he's in like Italy maybe, but like Alfred sees him and he just smiles. If that would have been the point for Lucius just to come up and put his arm around Alfred, and we'd be like, "Oh, everybody wins." Yeah, I just I'm I'm not even shitting you. Like, I actually think it would be like a good like add to the. I'm not like just like making the joke. I'm legitimately saying, "Cut Maggie Gyllenhaal out. Give me the Alfred <laughs> Lucius story. I'm way happier." Yeah. Also, Marion Cotillard dying. That, that's how you pronounce her name. The French lady who yeah. plays Tobiel Gol. Her dying. Have you ever seen that? Like, it gets parodied so much because she does it so badly. Like, you should cut that in, like, right here. Just <laughs> yeah, let me get our uh, let's let's get our editing skills like perfect on this. But um, like uh, yeah, they just do a bad job. Like, uh, what's her face? Anne Hathaway is the best actress in like that trio of movies, it's and not even, even she's too. But, like, she's, again, not, like, that great of a role for her. Like, and she's a good actress. Like, I, I like her in other movies. But, like, she's just so over the top on it. Like, I don't, is, is Christopher Nolan just not good at female actresses? Or female actors, I guess? I, I think he hands them, like, a comic book and he's, like, do it like it is in the books. And the only character that really works for is the Joker because he is so over the top. You know? Jared Leto's Joker, I think, would have been good, but they cut a bunch of it out of the movie. Yeah, well, because isn't like the lady, like uh, the lady from the third Batman, she's the one that's in um, Inception as well, right? It's the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, even she, yeah, like she's like, it's just a very, I don't know, it's always like every female's like overly whispery or has to be like super loud in all of his movies. I don't get it. In Chris Nolan movies, yeah. Was I Interstellar he did a good job with, uh, Like Interstellar doesn't have that, right? It's uh, Anne Hathaway. Jessica Chastain does a good job. He just got Anne Hathaway again, right? In, in Interstellar, that's yeah. She is an Interstellar. She <laughs> yeah, was good she's... in Interstellar. That's a good yeah. movie. But then you, but you've got Matthew McConaughey to be outrageous to make up for everybody else. Like compared to Matthew McConaughey, everybody's a great yeah. actor. I know, but like I, he definitely found Anne Hathaway, and he was like, "I finally found a good actress," and then you used her again. My problem is with that movie. If you, if the fate of fucking humanity is resting on our shoulders, and I've just abandoned my child to be part of this mission, and you fly us to a planet with no chance to get some dick, I'd be furious. I would abandon you right there. I'd be like, "That's it. I'm gonna go save humanity myself. You're useless. Give me the robot. You can hang out here with Matt Damon." abandon both of them immediately i'd be like are you serious you should you know what you repopulate this barren rock of ice i'm gonna go figure out what earth needs i'm gonna use my texan skills and my marriage to penelope cruz and everything i've learned from that and figure out what we need to do to sustain humanity probably but on 6, the opposite children. you've got Anne hathaway flying away from earth to hang out with matthew mcconaughey and matt damon's just out there like why like there's not two better male humans to repopulate any other con- like planet than those two. Like, could you imagine? No, like, a, that's who you well, want to repopulate the Earth with. Matthew I get that, but 
That's your first round draft pick? <laughs> or Matt Damon. I would pick Matt Damon that, over Matthew McConaughey. You wouldn't take like Obama or like somebody like your no, first round no. draft pick is what? Obama's got a, a got a wet jumper, but he's not like as handsome as Matt Damon. He was the president though. Yeah. Yeah. We found <laughs> out anybody can be president, like with the right amount of money. That's what we literally just found out. Oh, you're right. Oh, man. It's it's still kind of weird. Like I still see I I don't know if he's banned from Twitter or not, but some like if you ever go up to people on the street and you're like, hey, you think he'll come back? They always know who you're talking about. <laughs> you don't have to say his name. Like, he's like a fucking, I don't like a super villain. You're just like, you think like, what do you think is going to happen in like two years? Like, you think it's he's he's gone forever? Or... It's like, I feel like I live in Gotham and we're just waiting for <laughs> like Godzilla or the League of Shadows or something to come back. That is in, where I, I mean, because Wisconsin, like it's it went blue this last election cycle, which was like kind of weird. But I mean, our governor's Democrat, but like I work at like the spot that I work at, people are wearing like Trump face masks to work still like months. Which is like an oxymoron. Yeah, but it's so funny because like my big thing is like, one, why would you want another person's name on your face? Like no shade to like a certain Cleveland comedian who still wears like the Chappelle mask like every other day. I wouldn't want I, I, another. I love, I love that Chappelle logo though. I, I yes. get so do I, that. but I don't want another grown man's face or like name on my face. Like make your own or like wear a blank one. Like you're getting free advertising and it's another grown man's name you're, on your face. You're saying this right now, but like a party is like, it's a good idea. And in like two weeks, we're going to see who is your, Ray your Roberts. Your merchandise is going to have W-I-R-R. Yeah. You, you I'm not selling face masks. Who is Ray Roberts on your chest? And you're like, not, I would have, if I was selling, yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I wear my own shirt. <laughs> that's, what I'm not, like, that's why I made a shirt. But like, I'm not going to make face masks because those are going to go away soon. Vaccine's out. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in like the the whatever the i don't know the closing stages of lockdown quarantine i hope so at I least hope so. in arkansas we have just a vaccine done. surplus like we have so many that we're literally like we have hundreds of these going bad every day like does anyone want them why are we going so bad like, i might just come yeah. to arkansas to get the vaccine literally fly down there's an appointment tonight if you want it like wear a mask get on a flight <laughs> like there's no uh i think they open it up to one c or whatever it's open to are you a veteran? No, you're not. Um, not even close. Yeah. Well, they opened it up, and I know that there's like, vaccine doses that go bad here every day. Damn. Well, and that's like, so like I got it because I'm like on like the first tier of essential workers up here. Um, but it's just because I like work in one of the biggest corporations in the state. But it's like, <laughs> but the, like the weirdest part of the vaccine too is. I just think everybody's done with COVID. Like, it's not even like COVID's not real. Like, obviously, people are still dying from it. But everybody's just like, whatever. Like, nobody still knows what's going on. Even, like, when they say you get the vaccine, they're like, you can hug your friends and family if you're both vaccinated and wearing a mask. And you're like, well, then what the fuck does the vaccine do? Like, what are like, at this point, what are, like, what are we doing? This made Raj do a spit take. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh god, dude! I just had coffee come out of my nose. If, if I can't <laughs> open, if, if I can't open mouth kiss strangers, what's the point of the vaccine? Well, see, I knew, I knew I had to leave New York when they were like, "Guys, 
we strongly advise against group sex, but if you're going to do it, glory holes are the safest way. <laughs> that was the point. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna, I'll see you guys later. This is, I got to leave this party. I don't know. Well, then California is so wild that, um, like, they're still yelling at people for not wearing masks while you're driving by yourself. And it's like, yeah. all right, like, we can't have, Seriously? like, there can't, yeah. Like, well, Windows Chris up. posted something and he's like, he was in a, it was talking about Jay Leno and they were like maskless on a fire truck. And it's like, come on, bro. He's by himself away from everybody. Like, in a fire truck is as far away from somebody as you can be. You don't need to wear a mask outside. And it's like, you can't have the two biggest spots. Like, yes, they have the most population, but like they have like the worst time like controlling everything. And then you go to the middle of America and people are like, yeah, man, we've like fucking uh, church's chicken has been open the whole time. Like you can come like up here, you can like, they've never shut down restaurants. Like you could go there and eat. And like the cases are on par with everywhere else. Like it doesn't make sense. the, the difference for things down here is we are like, when you talk about social distancing, everybody here has a car for the most part, right? There's no public transport, uh, like the actual amount of land that you have between yourself and your neighbor is sizable. So the only time you really are forced to interact is like in a grocery store, you know? So versus like New York, where to go inside the subway, like yeah. you're going to be touching a surface that a million people have touched today. Um, and I was honestly stumped. Like I got COVID like probably two and a half months ago versus like I'd lived in New York the whole fucking time. Nothing ever happened. Either that or I had it right at the start. I don't know, but I got like, I got it and I had a a day of bad headaches. And since then I've had like recurring headaches, but aside from that, I'm as strong as I've ever been. Like (laughs) I've run my fastest mile time. Uh, Like, I don't know what's happened. My beard is growing at an incredible rate. Like whatever was inside this thing, I think I just got lucky. I'm probably got like one of those international strains in like a Spider-Man type situation. I didn't, I didn't expect that turn where you were just like, if anything, it made me stronger. It, I'm not even lying to you. Like, I don't know whether it just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, when I had it, it, it literally, it knocked me out for like a good three weeks. I didn't have the chest up, but I had like the muscle aches so bad. Oh, really? Yeah, it, I, like, it knocked I took me the trash out for a couple out one weeks. Day. Yeah. yeah, like the the like breathing sucked, walking for more than like five feet sucked. But then yeah. like it was one of those like I I was glad that I got it like as early as I did because then I was like oh I can like survive like it's inconvenient and it sucks and I can see how people die from it. But it was like yeah. all right, like I'm not gonna be afraid of it anymore. And then it was like oh shit, you should probably like get your life together so like you don't die from not being able to breathe by being too fat. So like it was one of those like oh this is like a good let's get our life together like story here. Yeah, I don't know. So like in India, they've actually done a pretty good job of containing it slash lying about the results. So I don't know which one it is. But <laughs> for a country of a billion and a half, we're showing a very suspiciously low rate. I mean, I've been to India. I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is there's no way, guys, you know? Yeah, India's like pretty densely populated, right? Yeah, India's yeah. a third of the size of the U.S. with four times the population. And if you think the U.S. is not obedient, watch Indian people drive. Like, we don't give a fuck. We don't care about traffic lights on a normal day. You think we care about, I don't know. Anyway, it's, it, it got to a point, I do think Indian police are a little more, like, they have fewer guns, but, like, more license to just randomly beat people for no reason. So, 
there was a point at which when people walk in outside with ma- without masks and stuff, the cops were just laying into them with batons. So, and they were filming it and putting it on social media. <laughs> so I think everyone like learned pretty quickly, like, hey, like we got to keep a distance. And then the second part too is like, so in India, like India is like the vaccine production hub for the world. Um, oh, yeah, like most vaccines, remdesivir, all that stuff that they were like saying was like the COVID cure in the beginning. Um, it's it's made there and like it's made for literal pennies like the same treatment in the US I think uh, there's a drug called Sovaldi it's like 12,000 bucks for the regimen and it, it like cures hepatitis C from people if they have it and the same thing in India is like it's under 100 bucks for the entire regimen so I'm like well, you know like I don't know I think that's like both those things have helped India contain it a little bit but so uh, how I are they I always wonder, like, when it's a country like India and they're producing a lot of, like, the medicine, are they getting a majority of the doses, too, or are they just shipping those to, like, other countries? I, I think a lot of it gets shipped away, man. That's wild Honestly. to me. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, in my head, if I'm, you know, the Indian government, I do think they prioritize some doses, and then they give other countries, yeah. like, a, a quota. Um, but I, I, the question I always have is, if the shoe were on the other foot and the U.S. was producing most of these vaccines, would they be shipping 50% of it out and keeping no. 50% of it here? It'd be like, until every American has one, nobody else gets anything. So and then even, once, that, even once America was like done getting all the vaccines, they'd still be a dick about it for like six months. Yeah, I, like, I think there's definitely competitive advantages to be had for economies that can restart. Like if you're the first in the world, although right now it doesn't matter because no matter what you produce as a country, there's a fucking ship blocking a canal. And <laughs> that no is my favorite through. story. And like, it's so I, like, I saw it at the beginning of last week when it first started and they're like, yeah, this is costing like $3 billion a day because this thing's there. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh, this might take months to get this fucking yeah. ship out of here. That's I, why we need I, superheroes. <laughs> That's why we need the Hulk. I just yeah. I imagine the, the the captain of that ship when he starts to realize that it's turning sideways, it's <laughs> like frantically like trying to turn it back. <laughs> he's like, guys, 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 everyone's asleep. He's got to like wake them all up, and then next thing you know, he's like lodged sideways in the fucking Suez. But what he I, needs I, one I person from Cleveland to be like, you got to steer into the skid. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been in the Suez Canal, I think. I think it's the Suez Canal. So you, you sail into it, and then they, like, pull uh, one side of it up. So it's a lock. And they pull one side of it up, and then they float the water to the level of the other side, and then you can sail through or some shit like that. I don't remember how it works. But I remember being on that boat, and there's about one foot of a gap between you and the wall on each side. So I just, I'm, I can see how that guy got stuck, because the dudes that built it were like, Ships will never get any bigger, right? And they just like went home for the day. They're like, this is the maximum size it'll ever be. And then we started putting floating hotels on the water so Floridians can go and see the Caribbean for five seconds. Well, and that's like, you see, um, like, that's why car bases are like as wide as they are, is because like when they first made like the first roads, they're like, well, we can't just make roads bigger. So we need to make cars as wide as like horse and buggy tracks. And instead of just being like, hey, how about we make this road bigger? Let's just make everything the same size as it was 300 years ago. 
man, it's yeah. I don't know how the fuck we we've gotten to where we're at. You know, like money's not even real anymore. That's so many things changed this year. I need to buy bitcoins. Um, yeah, I think. Well, that's maybe the only major change. You need to buy bitcoins. Yeah. Were you big into the Dogecoin thing? No. So like crypto, I don't know enough about cryptocurrency, and Dogecoin. Or dog, no one knows how to fucking pronounce it. Is it Dogecoin? Whatever it is. I don't. I know I made a hundred dollars off of it in like three days, and then I got out because I was like, "There's no way this isn't a scam." Like I'm gonna take my hundred dollars. It's it's all speculative. Yeah, it's all just people trading super speculative altcurrencies, altcoins, and it's like forex trading, which is some of the most difficult trading you could do. And I knew that like growing up, like trading currencies is not easy. Like it's much easier to trade a company versus a currency because it's it's less it's, you know the factors influencing it. So I've just been like I've been investing since maybe 2013 at a very small level and then growing up, but it's it's been mostly Tesla stock for like wow. a good yeah like <laughs> like <laughs> like 85 percent of all the money that I made on every paycheck went into Tesla stock and people thought I was a fucking lunatic. Well, and that's like the big thing with like the crypto part of it is as soon as every because everybody's like, this is the currency of the future. And like, they'll be like, the American dollar is all based off of like what our like our belief in it. Money's not real. But like, as soon as we stop making like Bitcoin have of an American dollar value, that's when I'll believe it. Like, since everything is like based off like every like NFTs, like uh crypto all of them have an american dollar value and it's like well how are you gonna say this is the currency of the future and still use like the currency of now to value it like you would have to give up completely on the rest of it no but that's only because we live in america trade in america so like if you have like if you're indian you can buy bitcoin you trade rupees for it so like but the benchmark still, it's like based off of like the are. regular currency like it like there's still yeah. you know what i mean it's you still have to it, use regular currency to get crypto yeah i think everyone just pays like the world has pegged to the dollar since like world war ii yeah. but i think what people forget is in the 30s like you know the dollar wasn't worth a ton maybe i'm thinking of this wrong but like wasn't the super serious you like without a doubt I also so. said some guy's name was Otto Van Brauner, even though it was like, <laughs> what is it? Warner, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, I'm in. That sounds like a Nazi. Counter. <laughs> so I don't know. I think the things that will change next, I think supply chains will, will change a ton in this yeah. next five years. You're going to have essentially like if you look at the Tesla model, he's got Starlink satellites. He's got driverless autonomous vehicles. So you can essentially take a, a product from point A to point B with no driver, minimal supervision, any time of day or night, and literally drive a truck at like a safe um, speed that can see ahead of itself with like LiDAR technology and stuff. So I think that's probably going to be the biggest change we see. Anyway, this is a great comedy podcast. Um, let's just it doesn't about- have to be comedy. <laughs> like that's like, this is, so I had a con- I'm going to just throw Steve Guy's name out there because like this is the conversation that we had yesterday is because like this was originally going to be like we'll pick a cult and then like steal one of their rules and then like make our own cult out of it. And then it was like both me and Joe were just like fu- like we're missing out on like actual like interesting conversations by trying to like like force this to go one way. 
So like, yeah, it's interesting. Right. We've covered 400 interesting things. Like driverless trucks is going to affect the entire world because like one of the biggest, um, not to force, like not to make it focus on white males, but one of like the biggest occupations for white males over 30 is truck driver. So as soon as you take that job away, like then you're going to have a giant section of crazy white people again. You know, there's a bunch of actually really good uh, Indian food places and gas stations around the U.S. because the guys that own the restaurant are also part of like a trucking family. Like Indians are entering trucking in, in the U.S. I had no idea about that. It's awesome. Evansville, <laughs> Indiana. If you ever head through there, really good spot. I forget what it's called. I think it's called the Tiffin Stop or something like that. But it's a, literally it's, a gas uh... station with the food. Evansville, Indiana is the RV capital of uh, the world. RV capital? Yeah, RVs. I believe it's Evansville. Oh, like RV. I worked in, yeah, I worked in RVs for like three months at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, and like right before I moved. And like I drove through. That's like where all of them are made. And then when we moved over here, we like drove by. I think it's Evansville, and it's like they have like the RV like museum there. Uh. So, have you guys driven through like Southern Ohio? Well, I used to live, um, like I used to live in. Well, I used to live in Dayton, so like kind of by Cincy, so I'd always have to go south. But I think it's by Dayton. But like, there's an RV salesman store, and it's like the dude's name is literally Tom Raper. And it's yeah, like Tom Raper. Raper's RVs, and it's like that's the change your name. Anthony, so it's closed now. Anthony Savat has like a very good Don Raper joke, and like the whole thing is like. When uh, when people would come to the U.S., they'd be like, like if somebody's last name is Smith, they were like a blacksmith. If like their name was like like Johnson, like they were John's son. So to get the last name of a raper, like your family had to be up to something. Oh God! <laughs> like he was probably a defensive. Okay. <laughs> defensive. Fencing. That's what he's in. Probably made. Oh, him, fencing. That, yeah, it's probably where. That's what his family was into. Because isn't, isn't that what the blade is called? Like a rapier? Yeah, but it's that like, that's got an I in it. This didn't have, this was R-A-P-E-R. I'm Rapier's trying to give like Donald the advantage of like the etymology that I know. Okay. I don't. I don't <laughs> like give, so it's give Donald the, the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Dude's been in Arkansas too long. He's just team Donald anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. Down here, I, I'm not like I, when I say I'm turning Republican. I don't like I don't let it blindly just back anything red. I'm still like people forget. I'm still brown and look like this. I could be whatever. I could have whatever <laughs> views. They're still gonna treat me the, with the way they see me. <laughs> Man. It's like when somebody moves from uh, like I had this uh, a professor in uh, college who like was from like Russia. But, like, she was, like, Cold War Russia. So when she moved to the U.S., like, leaned hard, like, into, like, alt-right stuff. Because she's, like, I can see where this country's going by being democratic. And, like, saying that we're going to be, like, fucking Russian if we, like, give people healthcare and shit. So, like, it makes sense that, like, somebody from another country who would come over and be, like, all right, I think, like, we should vote for everything to be free. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. If, I mean... Every Indian I know shows up and is just like, yeah, no, give us that shit. We're like, we don't want the guns, but like, give us, you know, socialized health care or at least make medicine cheaper. Well, that healthcare is the one that, that kills. Like, I just started a new job, so I'm working 40 hours a week, but I don't get yeah. health care for three months. 
as oh, a really? trial period. Yeah. I'm like, how can you do like that makes no sense to me how you can legally be able to do that. A trial period of what? Like, like we don't give you like 90 days. You should die. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I have to be like real safe for three months. <laughs> What's your new gig? You're in data analytics, right? I, I did taxes now. <laughs> oh, you switched you switched from data to taxes? Yeah, I actually did taxes before, so I went taxes, data, taxes. Dude, it's I, I might need your help. Play by play. Wait, I'll bring my W9s with me next week. We'll sit down and do my taxes. That'll be it's, so it's corporate tax. It's like corporate oh. tax. So I can't do it. I can barely do my own taxes, actually. <laughs> Savat's oh, yeah. a tax guy. Uh, just reach out to Savat and tell him you need your taxes done. He'll get to it eventually. Just use TurboTax. Well, that's what oh. he does, anyways. Yeah. Like, I legitimately need, like, I need like some kind of like a shady person. <laughs> I don't yeah, know that's Savat. That He's got an like when when uh yeah, before yeah. they got rid of like the yeah the name of the guy who's doing shady work for me. No, it's it's he's not shady, but he'll like I mean you know, no like ten right? people. Yeah, who cares? Ten people listen to this, but like, but he was like, because it all falls on you, anyways. Because like he makes sure it's like in an email. He's like, hey, they're getting rid of like the Obamacare credit. Do you want to like? say that you didn't have insurance for a month because like if they audit you like you'll have to pay for like that month or whatever and if you don't like then they're not going to audit you because this was like when trump got in and was going to get rid of like the requirement or you had to like pay the penalty so i was like yeah fuck it like if they're not gonna audit audit? huh does he defend you in an audit i don't know it's like under the table like he does most of it like through like he makes sure because he's got an mba so like he's like that's part what of the thing. George Bush had an MBA. He bankrupted an oil company. <laughs> that's because like his family owned it. Like that's that's different. Like so that's like actually smart. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. But he like sets it up in a way like I'm pretty sure he he protects himself in it where it's all on yeah, me, just... which is fine. That's how that's what I want in a tax person. I want just shady enough that they do what I tell them, but also aren't gonna go down with my shady tax practices. The way to de- yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Allegedly, of course, since this is being recorded. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, man. No, you guys got to come down whenever. Uh, this is the world's number one biking capital. Do you know that? For like mountain bikes and that kind of deal. You got rattlesnakes? Yeah, I... We have snake. We have copperheads, but not rattlesnakes. Is that a we have copperhead we or have rattlesnake? A... Is, I don't think a copperhead is a rattlesnake, is it? I don't know. It's, this it's is the first time we have to have our, our producer look it up. We have, are you, who's the producer? Are you the producer? Uh, Kevin. Oh. Yeah, well, I, um, yeah, I think a, we have cottonmouths and we have copperheads. I think they're both vipers, but I don't think they're rattlesnakes because they don't have a rattle. You they make are hissing correct. Rattles. Are they, can they kill you? That's what I want to know. I don't care if I can they hear can. them coming. They can both can kill die. you. And uh, I think copperheads are pretty aggressive at that. How I dangerous is a copperhead? The North American copperhead is a common species of venomous snake found in the eastern uh-huh. and central United States. Luckily, their venom is not among the most potent, and bites are rarely deadly. Children, the elderly, and immunocompromised people are at risk. So copperheads are the COVID of snakes. Get your vaccine, you'll be good against copperheads. <laughs> like, it's, like they're inconvenient and they'll shut down a country, but like it's not the worst thing to happen. 
Man, we see snakes in India all the time. I like. I'm not scared. Right now, I have rabbits in the yard. I'm literally about to release a snake out here just to keep them out. I, snakes I and or rabbits and dogs. What's with mammals in India, man? Like you don't like don't domesticated I, mammals? Well, dogs in India are feral, which which is why most Indians are like probably a little bit shy when you know Americans show up with this. Plus, they're not the cleanest animals, right? Like they will lick themselves in the asshole and then you in the mouth like back to back so that's the know. same thing my dad says that's exactly the exact same they're, thing my they're dad not says. clean and and so i think it's both of those things like most indians don't have pets in the home um and when you do like it's like it's like wow like, you know <laughs> i asked my mom i was like hey can we get a dog and she's like well we have your father and she said it so quickly that <laughs> She's like, yes, yeah, just play with your father. I was like, what are you, wait, what? <laughs> no, I said, oh. <laughs> but that was like one of the most wild texts I ever had to like send is like, I'm like, I, I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, I don't think Indians like dogs. Like, I think that's what the problem is. And then she's like, that's racist. And I had to like, be like, all right, like, this is going to be very uncomfortable for me to send because like, I don't want Raj to have to answer all of my random Indian people questions. But I was like, all right, man, like, what about, what's up with this dog thing? And he's like, yeah, they just don't like them. Like, it'll be okay. It's yeah, like, we're, right, not, cool. we're not big fans. We're fans of, like, animals that don't make sense. You know, like snakes. Birds. <laughs> like, right. So in India, if you see a termite mound, generally people won't break it. Like, they won't, because snakes go and live on them. Like, a snake will go into a termite mound and eat the termites and then live in there and then eat the rodents and stuff like that. Um like my great grandma, we have a very small farm like by by the water. And so on it, there's like two dogs, a cat, there's a snake, there's a water buffalo, like nothing gets no one kills anything. And the snake is good because it gets rid of like rats and rodents and stuff. And sometimes, you know, intruders as well. So not the worst thing to have around. Wow. I would have never. Yeah. If I there was like a termite mind in my backyard, I'd be like, let's fucking go. Do it like go burn it down yeah no you got to do that cool shit they do online where they like melt steel down or like aluminum and pour it down the mound so like it gives you like that cool shit yeah yeah yeah. they like essentially like die cast using the ant tunnels in the ground they pour molten aluminum into it and murder an entire colony of ants to get a piece of shit looking art yeah which it's a real bummer because like the ants need to be there but i mean it looks cool like and it looks cool online gotta do it for they the basically cloud. are like you know what pompey was like for human beings this massive tragedy <laughs> <laughs> let's do that so we can make a piece of table art yeah, yeah so think so of I how many views that'll get i think i think that's what uh people get wrong about like india a lot they're like oh you guys worship cows and it's not really that it's like we worship the the sacredness of life in general unless it's like children in sweatshops in which case we're just like no we need to make shoes for white people (laughs) so we but religiously speaking that's generally where we've like so it's not just cows it's cows it's snakes it's everything like it's hard pressed it'd be hard pressed to find like devout hindus at least that are into eating meat um or at least all kinds of meat. Like most people won't eat beef or some people don't eat, like some people are pescatarians. I'm entirely vegetarian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what's going on with, uh, with India. 
I, wish, I think that's our I do rule. Wish, like, is it's not just cows. Yeah. Well, I do, I just wish more people here were like that because I hate I like never understand when people go like deer hunting, and they don't like eat the deer. They're just going hunting to kill something. That always like blows. That that was like I was always unsettled by that. I never understood it. Like, well, I I don't know if it's true or not. And I'm guessing it is, but they they say that like deer are kind of like vermin. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All these fucking deer are getting in the way of our, our Toyota Tacomas, <laughs> trashing <laughs> our fucking trucks up. So they well, go they out there get like, like um, trichinosis and stuff. Like they they transfer diseases a lot if there's a bunch of them. But like yeah, also yeah. like those people who just go and kill them for no reason. Like deer meat's actually real good for you too. Like so like people who just go and like kill them just for like the head. Those are assholes. But like the people who okay, eat Rogan. it, like no, it's okay, good. Rogan. Like I grew up. Like my dad was a hunter when I was growing up. Yo, deer meat and elk meat's great. Have you tried DMT? Um. I don't know, man. I mean, when I think about, like, you look at rates of, like, Alzheimer's, right? And there's three things that most populations that have that occurrence, that rate of that incidence rate being higher, they are all, like, grain-heavy diets, meat-eating populations, and they drink a lot of alcohol. Like, those are the three things, I think, in common. And in India, we have, like, a reduced rate. Or, again, maybe, like, with COVID, we just don't track this shit. Like we're we're still in that era where just like yeah they're just you know older yeah <laughs> like, people just forget stuff it's like no no they don't have to not as much but we have turmeric in most of our food and I think that goes a long way and like you know that's like a recent invention people are eating like turmeric pills in America which is the strangest thing you can grow turmeric it's not that hard yeah so we grow yeah. we grow it on the farm back back at um, my great grandma's spot. Like there's, they grow. It grows naturally in the ground. You don't have to try to grow. You'll also see like animals will chew nutmegs that have fallen from the trees because they get like a buzz from it. And sometimes you'll see people <laughs> doing it too. That was a kid I went to uh, high school with. Would like smoke nutmeg. Like that's just what he right. would do because like weed was illegal. And like he said, like he would just like pop, like take a whole bunch of nutmeg and then roll yeah. it into a joint and smoke nutmeg. And it would get him high. Apparently. Yeah, it gives you a little kick. I don't know how that works. But that's what people, like, when you see people stealing from, from fields and orchards and stuff, that's what they're there for. Nutmeg is expensive, um, and you can sell it for a very pretty penny. Same thing with coconuts, man. We were selling, I remember we sold coconuts from that farm for three rupees a pop. So a rupee is like, that's like one sixtieth of one dollar, maybe. So what is that? not even 20 cents yeah no not even two cents no yeah. my math is terrible yeah it's like Whatever a cent and a half it's very low again i just agreed with you yeah, blindly. It, yeah, i was yeah. i was here Point for the ride spot. um anyway otto van Bronner was the head of nasa uh <laughs> uh but like you would see that three rupee coconut when it's sold on the street for the water is 30 rupees and then when you process it for oil it's like a thousand you know or whatever 300 so yeah, I basically I'm tired. I'm tired of America slowly catching on to Indian things that we've been doing forever, and then cutting all the Indian people out of the business end of it, and being like, "Do you want to taste ghee and do yoga?" So shut the fuck up! Like, please, like ghee. You can make ghee out of any asshole stick of butter that you buy in the store. Just boil it the fuck down. You want to make Maj real mad? This is huh? like 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 chai tea. I wanna I want. <laughs> 
I like legitimately like I don't know. It gets me upset because like what you're drinking is bullshit. It's not even the real thing. Zero Indians involved in the supply chain. The other day I saw a company, an Indian company that's launching a non pizza, right? So it's like Indian flatbread pizza. I couldn't have been more proud. I was like, this is how we take this country back. We take our culture back. We're going to invade and like bastardize Italian cuisine. <laughs> and then they'll feel our pain. That's then the most American it. shit ever, though. Like that, like taking something, making it slightly worse and making a bunch of money off of it is the that's exactly what this country is good for. But it's not even I mean, I don't know. dude. It's not even a, it's not a little bit worse. The chai that you get at Starbucks is trash. It's a garbage product. And they, I don't know. My, I'm literally getting like my fucking ECG machine is probably going to um, break here in a second on my iWatch. I don't have any of these things. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I'm pissed off because I don't know why. This dude, the necessary. first time that I met him in person, I go to this dude's house and he makes me homemade chai. Like, and it was one, the best chai I've ever had. <laughs> Too like the best like just uh, like somebody invites you to their house and then just like makes you anything is always great and three like it was one of those like oh shit like I have to say yes regardless because if not I'm rude and it was like one of those like super it was a it was great because he made homemade chai but not everybody's got forty five minutes to make chai in the morning. Well, Raz is frozen because he's I outside walking around. Like, I don't know. Oh, hang on. We were am talking I, about Interstellar. It's literally like we're watching him explore a new planet. Am, am, I, back? <laughs> <laughs> am I back now? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> oh, dude, I just got real upset. I was like, I gotta, I gotta walk this, this chai heat off. You know, <laughs> otherwise I'm gonna go curse out a Starbucks barista. About this, just tell her I need to write a message to corporate. Which is ironically like the the whitest thing I could do is go complain. You know, Indian people, I in India, you never send food back to the kitchen. If you don't like it, you just don't go back there. It's never like yeah. it's rude to be like this sucks. You're just like, oh yeah, no, it was great, and then you never go back there again. Well, that's how I feel about it. Here is like, all right, cool. If it sucks, like then I could have cooked dinner at home. Like I could have done all of this myself. I could have made chicken fingers at home. But no, I went to somebody else's thing. Like, what are you going to bitch about somebody else doing something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, in India, it's just also like, it's considered in poor taste. Like, when I see cooking shows and stuff at first, I was real confused by it. I was like, so wait, you're just going to sit there and critique. Is your life that good that you can sit there and like nitpick the presentation and how many michelin stars it has just shut the fuck up and eat it i've been to i've been to like a fancy restaurant i didn't see the appeal i was like this shit is not that good it's mostly marketing and you're, we're we're paying to say we came here it's the same that's state. my big thing yeah yeah that's my thing lately is watching cooking shows and getting mad at like because like when people are like chefs or whatever and i worked in kitchens before and you're like you're just good at cooking like you're good at following directions it's not a real skill like it is it's the one job that like ex-cons can get into people who failed at being tattoo artists like it is it is like the job that anybody can get and like they take so much credit for just being good at cooking and i hate it 
but the but the thing is i mean i think it's a job a lot of people can get but it's not a job a lot of people can do well do you know what i mean i don't know have you ever tried to serve dinner to four people at once yeah it yeah. sucks but like you're it's uh, like running your own oh. restaurant like you just have to be good at the business side of it like in america the most like the best restaurants are the most bullshit food like there's a chilies in every town and it sucks like it can't like it's not good food you don't even have to be good like you said it's marketing and it's business like all you have to do is like have some fun like ann burrell is on tv because she's like got short blonde hair and like is just a big personality I don't, I doubt her food's any better than fucking, I don't know, Bullwinkle's downtown. Dude, you guys both get real heated about the weirdest shit. <laughs> it's because, yeah, I think it's because Ray and I both see how the, the cogs of this machine that is America is like, they're kind of warped, you know? They're no, just I, get, like, I get it, but like, if I get like, dress. I see the restaurant and I'm like, I'm not going to go there. That's it. And then the chai thing, I've never had chai, ever. Well, that's why you wouldn't get it. You probably went to Starbucks and drank some dumb shit made by some asshole in the back that came out of like a, it was like a powdered mix with water. I get a black coffee. That's it. The reason I get mad about it is like, okay, so if I look at myself in the citizenship process, it's hard for me to like own a business. So if I wanted to launch a chai business tomorrow, couldn't do it. The closest I can get is to invest in a chai business run by like Indian Americans, which I have done, right? There's a spot on third street in New York and I give them a tiny bit of money. Um, and I'm one of like a bunch of investors just cause I believe in what they're yeah. doing. But what, what pisses me off is like, it's so hard for us to get any kind of acceptance, right? Even culturally, when you grow up as an Indian kid, Indian culture is constantly mocked, right? So like your food is made fun of cause it smells real strong. Like every, everything about your childhood, that was like so alien and weird is now in the hands of the same kids that made fun of you growing up that love it so much. I post about all that shit on Instagram all the time. And it's like, you guys are a bunch of dumb assholes. Like let's point at like some of the things you felt and granted, look, people change and shit, but the biggest misconception and the box that I hate uh, that Indians are starting to end up in more and more is of this land of like mysticism and a place where you go to feel forgiven and just take a deep healing breath. It's like, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> the world is geared to your advantage. We speak English because you can't speak any fucking thing else. So instead of taking your fucking healing breaths, how about you learn some Hindi and give me like a share in your business? That would help a lot. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of people just like, we just, you just need to soothe yourself. From what? I just want to know. Like, fucking ocean. like, where did it I think this is directed start? at me. <laughs> Oh, like no, this is not directed. It's not directed at anybody in general. I just, and I understand that everybody's going through something, and that I have life good on very many levels. But to masquerade around like you know anything about Indian culture, or even yoga, when you say namaste at the end, is the dumb. Namaste means let's, Indians use it as welcome. That's how we use the yeah. word namaste. Yeah. It's like hey, it's my favorite thing. Like that I like that I do in my like dumb yogitation bullshit posts. Like because I'm like big into like the spiritual bullshit right now. Um, and so like that's why I'm but saying you're, it's you like, are actually a spiritual person. That's the difference. Like I've as a stand up comic, I know that you've lived in the belly of some seedy places for sure. Versus right. some of these folks that have like $300 Lululemon tights on and they're like, Jeff, it's just about feeling whole. But like, like that's something that I post. About? We get like the white things. Do you understand how hard this is? Yeah, the white women at the end of all of my yogas, like when they'll be like, 
namaste or like try to speak sanskrit it's the like i'll yeah. laugh like mid meditation because they're like trying to speak sanskrit or like sing it and i'm like this is this is a lot like and it's just it's my favorite like because it's funny and it like helps me like because like in, with anything like there's woo woo bullshit involved like especially like right. let's bring it back to like Catholic, like catholicism or like lutheran like which is what i grew up and you're like yo this is all nonsense that you just ripped from somebody else and like you're just like dive head first into it and Bro, you're like is- i'm gonna make this better by trying to make it like in like like they're trying to be like yeah. I'm, I'm honoring the culture but then you're just almost mocking it by trying too hard that's that's what I was in. I was like, like, you think that all started because somebody was like, oh, like I like this, I want to try and make it a thing, or because somebody was like, I think we can make money from this. You're trying to invest. Yeah, it's this. It. It's the second, right? It's like, yeah. oh, you just think America suddenly became spiritual, or a bunch of idiots noticed that there was money to be made in yoga, and suddenly all of them pretended to have some kind of deep meaning that they would found to their lives. If you truly understood Indian culture, if you traveled to my country you would notice that most Indian children, by the way, don't practice yoga. We play cricket. So if you're really into that, like that's what we do. Yeah. And the second thing is that in a country of a billion and a half people, one third of us are starving. Like most of us, like a, a big chunk of us live under the poverty line and it's abject poverty. It's not like we're just spiritually lost. It's that we're physically starving. <laughs> so <laughs> if you really are into like Indian culture and what you what that involved then you would be giving us a fucking share of this business because that's really what we're about indians are not about like test be free we're a country that has literally only been independent since 1947 a vast chunk of us living under a dollar a day. that's the most american thing to say what yeah, just be free well we we have but before that they were like the british were ruled india for like 200 something years and before them the Mughals had it for like 600 years so yeah, it's, it's a country that's been free since 47. And most people in India do not have the time to find themselves spiritually. It's just not evident. That's why we're in America. Like, we just need to show up, <laughs> make enough money to actually retire in peace and elevate ourselves past it. So I don't know. I, I understand the hypocrisy, right? Like, there yeah. are pasta joints in, in India where we doctor the shit out of it, throw hot sauce in it and fuck it up all kinds of ways. But the thing that is different is that if Italians want to open a business in America, in India, it's a lot easier. Like if you want to fly to India tomorrow as an American, you can literally purchase your visa when you land. For me to fly into America the other way around, dude, I mean, they have all like all 10 of my fingerprints, a picture of my face. And if you look at my passports over the years and my licenses, there's steadily like less, steady less hair and me looking more and more pissed off with each attempt <laughs> to negotiate with this with this process. It's also really funny to me that you said they had all 10 of your fingerprints, like they were going to get just nine and that'd be good enough. I mean, I would have thought like, on the last one. I was just like, you like you need my left hand and my right. What do you think is going to happen here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. They have so we're almost an hour and a half in. Um, we try to keep it a little bit like, this has been awesome because we learned a lot about India. Um, I also learned that I'm going to run a shell corporation for Raj's, uh, chai company. <laughs> so, um, we can, do, we can do that. <laughs> I'll give you like 90% of the money. I'll just take the 10%, uh, for like money laundering. Yeah. I the only problem fair. is the only problem is it's going to be called who is Ray Roberts guy. 
Yeah, that's how you bury <laughs> the lead. That. Like, <laughs> like it's a ten percent charge uh, for using my name and likeness. That's that's what I'm charging him for. You're just like um, you know what this truck like. You're just it looks like when I, when I look at these pains, it looks like we start at me, we become Ray, and then finally we become Joe. Does that make sense? We all have the same facial hair, kind of. No, I'm just imagining this. No, you yeah, guys do. I have right. a mustache. Yeah. This is what well, Joe's going to age into. Like, because I'm <laughs> I'm just about to turn 31. You're older than me, right, Rosh? No, I'm 30. Oh, fuck. Well, most I'm, people think I'm right like now. 35, dude. Between the beard yeah. and being bald, like most people think I'm a lot older than I am. I thought you were only, I thought you were like 28, 29. I thought you were around like the same as me. Are you 28? How old are you? I'm 28. No, yeah, I'm I'm 30, man. Old. You know? I'm 31 I found a, I found next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. 31 coming up. Second quarantine birthday. Holla. Um <laughs> It's, it's fine. I got COVID like two weeks after my birthday last year, so that's all right. Um, all right. What Some do you have to promote really... other than your backyard and our new chai company? Oh yeah, no. Well, yeah. If you want chai, go to. Uh, it's called Kolkata Chai. So it's K O L K A T A Chai Co. Uh, that's the Instagram handle, and they'll like ship you the most authentic chai you could ever imagine in like a bag. Um, other than that, man, I'll be in Cleveland um, April tenth. Um, just you know, hanging out, doing yeah, things. Um, what else? I do two dates in Denver on the second and third with Sam Talent. So I don't even know if this will be out by then, but that should be fun. American that, author, best-selling author, Sam Talent. That's right. Yeah, Denver, Denver Comedy Lounge is. Uh, I'll be there with Sam. I saw Doug Stanhope gave Rogan a copy of his book like a day or two ago. So I don't know. I hope that. That results in even more sales for him. Why? Well, I'm just promoting other people. I, 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 I bought it before it was on Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. There's. Uh, that's it. That's my life. Is this? It's grown radishes. Gotta find a way to kill these fucking rabbits. Like I'm Indian vegetarian, but you know how hard it is to grow arugula. It takes six months. And these bastards came in overnight, fucked the entire thing up. So uh, that's. I, it. I really appreciate that you're like, yeah, let the weeds grow, but kill the rabbits. <laughs> if the rabbits ate the weeds i wouldn't have a problem they're eating like the things i want to eat uh joe briggs oh wait hold on pause what happened to that tv show that we were writing for like 15 minutes is that gonna happen i still want to film it yeah that's part of the reason i'm coming up to, to cleveland so i want to put some finishing touches and talk to the guys that i was trying to produce it with last year one of them has he has like immunocompromised family that's and that's good. what put the whole production on hold but it looks so like look you guys are shooting. Looks like you guys are shooting some things. So, if you know a crew that is up and running and shooting things, then I'm happy to talk to them as well. I'm assuming it's our same gang of friends that do yeah, comedy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe Briggs, what do you got to what do you got to uh, to promote this week? Uh, next Winchester show is April 16th, and that's pretty much it. Also, go to Great Clips. We didn't do an advertisement for Great Clips. Yeah. yeah, we didn't do any advertisement, um, but Great Clips is the official, unofficial sponsor of our podcast, um, so go to them. Um, you want I, a haircut I mean, and also don't want a haircut, go to Great Clips. I yeah, if you want a haircut, but my head and my balls. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... that's, that's <laughs>
the ball clip is where they earn the great. Like Raj walks in and he's like, "You great. say great, you're gonna earn great today." Dude, I I know we're I know we're over on time, but super quick, there's there's a story about this. Like this, uh, I think she's a Polish girl back in the 40s when the Nazis like ran Poland. That she would go like to this bar and dance with German soldiers, then lure them into the woods and kill yeah. them and bury. Do you know this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there's like a similar thing. There's this lady. <laughs> there's this lady here. Uh, so I, I decided there there came a point where it was time to wax my back. So I went in to see this lady, and she's been drinking already. And like she gives me shots for the pain, but then she's also taking them. So she's <laughs> as she's waxing my back, she's like, uh, this 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 wax place is behind a bar called Bentley's. It's like a dive bar. And she's like, Yeah, sometimes I was like, Do customers ever come over from the, the bar? And she's like, Yeah, but you know, the business is usually closed, but I run it, so I'm like usually drinking out there. And then next thing you know, like I'm talking to a guy and I bring him back here. I'm like, okay. And then and it just, she's like, yeah. And then I wax them, charge them and send them back to the bar. I just think it's fucking hilarious. Cause like, imagine you think things are going to get hot and heavy. You go back to this, this girl's house and instead she's not waxing your entire body clean. And then she, yeah, she puts them back in there smooth. Like it never happened. That sounds so that, to me. that reminded me of that, that girl that lures men into the woods. I think that's going to be our, like, you need to find out the name of this place so that can be our sponsor. Because I, I am clips. all for... <laughs> Fucking great clips. It's always great clips. <laughs> you... I, uh, <laughs> it's definitely what are you talking clips. about? It's great clips, man. It's like subpar wax. Subpar wax? <laughs> you should talk to her. You like making subpar wax and chai. I think you found your business partner down there. <laughs> Dude, she did... She did she was drunk when I walked in and the lady that walked out before me was like, like wobbly. And this chick follows her out. <laughs> she wipes her head and she's like, all right, you next. And I was like, all right. <laughs> she was hammered. And I walked in there and she gives me, she gives me like two shots, quote unquote, for the pain. And she was, she was drinking them. And I was like, what kind of pain are you going through? That you're drinking this much. And she's like, I got to work here. And I was like, this is going to be fun. Dude, yours is for the physical pain hers is all emotional baby she she waxed my entire back and then she stopped and she goes uh-oh i'm like what's wrong and she's like it looks like a picture frame i was like what do you mean she holds up a mirror and it looked like there was literally a blank rectangle on my back because i guess indians are so fucking hairy i got hair on my ribs and she's like i'll just feather it in and i'm like with what like band-aids like she's like she pulled out a pair of clippers and she's like i can page you up broke." <laughs> Sweet paid, man. <laughs> yeah, so she uh, she faded my ribs. That's what happened. Hey, so shout out to that lady. Um, I'm, at, I'm back in Cleveland. <laughs> back in Cleveland this weekend. Uh, hilarities, Thursday through Sunday, 7 o'clock, Sultan Kansas. Buy tickets because uh, that'd be cool. Um, also, Pete Wentz looked at my – I hope Pete yeah. Wentz is having a good day. Uh, and I got shouted out on the hilarities Instagram. So uh, this is about as good of a week as I've, I've, I've had on the internet. I can't get much awesome. better. Congrats on playing hilarities. That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do the, uh, the backdoor way of like meeting actually successful people instead of hanging out at a spot for six years. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to do that, but, um, all right. Anything else? Cause usually when I hit end, uh, we all have each other's phone numbers. We all talk decently. I don't regularly. have your phone number. Huh? 
we've made it a point to not get each other's phone numbers. I don't have, I have Raj's phone number. I don't have your phone. <laughs> yeah, I have Raj's phone number, but I don't have Joe's, and I talk to you every day on Instagram. I'll text you. Um, all right. Well, anything else to, that we need to go over? If not, we can hit end, and then I will post all this shit. Thanks, Raj. This was awesome. You're, oh, yeah, you're, I think <laughs> this, this was awesome. We learned a lot. Um, we didn't have time for an ad, but that's okay. I think Great Clips will survive. But other than that, everybody have a blessed... Survive. Huh? I said I hope they survive. If they, if they go under, we're fucked. Well, that we lady that waxes Raj no, is coming what straight for There's always night. super cuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everyone. Thanks. If you liked anything that you heard on this podcast or you want to become a stranger yourself, make sure you go to patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R to hear out all the things that you have been missing on this episode, uh, the things that we cut out, the good stuff that we uh, saved for our strangers, and you can also sign up to see the video podcast so you can see us uh, live and in person ad-free with no edits at all, patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R.